I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're here. Uh, we're here with someone that supports Panthers. Mr. Finn, how are you today, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. Panthers, how are they? Are they happy or what? Uh, happy still running on our happiness from the end of last season. They won, eh? They did. That's why they're still happy. That's exactly Have they right. played yet? Uh, the Savo, actually. Oh, so you miss out. What time's kickoff? Uh, I think like three. Fuck, I should have set it up in the corner so we could have watched it at the same time. Oh, who, are they, who are they playing? Uh, Sharkies. Trial game, eh? Yeah. So it's not even going to be the, the actual A swords. No, it's like the B sides. Yeah. So. yeah, the hand-me-downs. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man, um, thank you for jumping on today. I just wanted to sit here, chat the shit. You know how it works. I wanted to get your story, your side of your story, why you're you and how you're you, basically, and figure out what makes you tick. So... For the people out there who don't know you and are brand new to this, you know, the people that obviously don't live in Rocky or people that just have no clue who you are, start with your name, start with your age, start with your origin of birth, and we'll go from there. Righto. Well, uh, I'm Finn Walton. Uh, I'm 20 years old, 20 years young, and um, <laughs> I'm studying psychology at the moment. I'm in Holy my shit. third year uh, this year. Um I grew up on a little farm outside of Rocky um, with mum and dad and my little brother. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. Went to school with Noah. and um, That was EMC, Mace. That's the one. And you were a Frenchie kid, weren't you? No, I was a Quarrel boy. Quarrel? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was yeah. a whole 17 of us graduated. Really? Yeah. Shit, I didn't know. I thought you were Frenchie. No. Bloody hell. So what was that look being crawl? That's that's pretty rural. Yeah, so rural. it was yeah. yeah. There wasn't many of us, so it was like a real tight knit yep. community we knew just about everyone in the school, so yep. it was pretty cool. How many of them in your graduating year went on to a most? Hardly any or uh I think there was five of us actually. That's a fair bit. Yeah, so it was pretty pretty high like fraction of us went. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm a Joey's kid, Joey's PA. Uh, right so on. we're a feeder to a mace. Like all, basically, all of us went there. Like you know, Mickey, Cooper, yep. all them. Yep. All, like all of them, Joey's kids went there. Yep, I wow. think there was two out of our grade that didn't go to a mace. Wow. They, they pissed off to TCC. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> pretty good. So listen, man, we're what we're running up on a Sunday. We're at three thirty right now. What's your week looking like? What happened throughout the week? Was anything impactful? Anything anything that stands out to you? Did you do any good deeds? Did someone do any good deeds to you? Um, nothing really spikes and comes to mind. Um, sort of been just um, working a fair bit recently. Yep. Um, I'm just a labourer um, mm-hmm. on a farm at yep. the moment. So bit of everything. Bit of everything. Yeah. It's it's mostly solitary work. Yeah, um, by yourself at the moment. Yeah. So what 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 are they doing? Is it is it a lot of cattle work or is it, are they actual producing or? Uh, so a bit of both. Yep. Uh, we do some cattle work. Um, at the moment, we've been doing a lot of spraying. Yep. Um, yeah, just weed spraying at the moment. So. So what do they grow out there? Um, he grows, he just um, harvested a whole crop of mung beans. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he's got wheat going in, in the next few months. Yeah, I got I got mob out at the Lulu, so out the other way, Mount Morgan way. 
they got a fair bit of cattle, but they do a lot of barley, a lot of wheat as well. Okay, yep, um, yeah. They, they're majority of livestock, but they've got like a whole pig pen and chickens and all that shit. Yeah. I, yep. love, I love it out there, man. It's so just like quiet. Yeah. You don't have to think. Yeah. You just do the job. The day ends, you have your cuppa, you feed, yep. go to sleep, and you repeat the thing the whole next day. That's it, yeah. It's a very simple and calming calming life. Like coming out of a maze, it's real it's real calm. And I like visiting out there and just being able to not have to worry. Yeah, exactly. Coming coming off a farm as I was a kid, um, yeah, I just loved it. I think that's for me at least, that's the best way to have a childhood. Yeah. And grow up. Um, oh well, you would have been allowed dirt blocks and fucking yeah. like everything. You would have been allowed to just have rain. It was yeah, awesome. And there's you know, there's no neighbors, so you can just yeah wreak havoc. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I grew up here. This is my house that I grew up in, so it was pretty. I don't know, good, but not not fun like that. Yeah. I mean, you pushy. That's about the only cool thing I really had. Just cruising around the streets, catching up to mischief, jumping random shit. <laughs> that's. That was my childhood in a nutshell. Yeah, Come, yeah. Coming home with, like, new breaks and grazes every day, getting in trouble. That's what I really got up to. But, man, I wanted to – I invited you on today. Um, you did, you contacted me through the DMs, and, and you wanted to congratulate me on the on the potty. And, oh, man, it's it's humbling, man. I've had a lot of people say stuff, eh? It's, it's – I say it every time, but it, it really is something – I don't know. It's it's motivation. It's it's pushing the juices to go even harder. And as soon as I as soon as you sent that text, I was like, because I wanted to text you out of just because I wrote down a list of people that I'd wanted on there. Your name was on there, and I was like, I wanted to text this kid, but you, I don't know. I must have put it out in the universe, and the universe delivered. So I said, fuck it. And then I just sent that text, and you're like, any day, any time. I was like, sweet, run it up, man. So uh, I want to get into into you. What makes you tick? What makes you do you? So basically, the English ain't running too well. But basically, what's what's your what's your background like? What's your you know what 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 mental health issues have you suffered from? If you're comfortable with talking about them, and um, can you give us some periods in time where you've have suffered from stuff and stuff that you can remember? Is there like something impactful as early childhood or? Did it all kind of evolve once you hit the adolescence into the teenage years, or what? What's your story, man? Yeah, so I've um I've been pretty heavily involved in sport uh, most of my life. Soccer boy. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I started playing soccer when I was seven. Yep. Um, so Who I uh, Cap Coast. I started off at. Yep. Um, and then I started playing for Narimbra. Um, twenty seventeen. Yep. Um, and come. I think about as halfway through 2018, yep. um, uh, playing a game at Cat Coast, ironically, um, I did something to my knee. Um, yeah, ACL or something? Or? Yeah, so at, at the time it just it sort of like hyperextended it yep. um, and it was really painful. Um, I sort of jogged it off, but it just didn't didn't feel right. Didn't go away. Yeah. What position did you play as well? Get into that as well. What? Uh, I was, I was attacked, so I sort of... Uh, striker or winger, sort of. See, all I know is there's a goalie. <laughs> I'm bad, eh? I've played FIFA. There's a goalie and strikers like Messi and Ronaldo, isn't it? More or less, yeah. Yeah, that's all I really know. And there's people that stand out back and just try and defend it. Pretty much. So yeah. you were the man, the myth, the one that was kicking the goals. I was trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, um, you did that. What happened after that? Um, so, yeah, so I think it was the week afterwards uh, when he was feeling a bit better. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll get back into it. 
um, game down in Gladstone. And same thing happened, but it was worse. Yeah. I was like, this isn't right. You know, something's something's gone on here. My knee hasn't done this before. Yep. Um, so went and got an MRI scan, um, saw the doc, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd torn my ACL completely. So you had completely torn the ACL. So throughout that week, I've never done like oh, I've had inj- I've had my fair hand injuries, but I've never done an ACL. Thankfully, um, like was it like you tear it? Was it painful throughout the week, like during school and all that? Like did you actually? Oh, you went, you, you would have been in school, yeah, twenty eighteen. Was it painful throughout that week, or did you kind of just put it off to uh, you know a bit of a bit of a bump or something? So yeah, initially it really hurt, um, but it yeah the pain sort of faded away. Yeah, right. Um, which was, you know, that's why I didn't really worry about it. Didn't think it was such a big deal. Yeah. Um, and then when it came back, I was like, you know, something's going on. So in that 2018 year, were was there anything like evolving for you? Like I, I knew like I, I knew of Brock was flash at footy as well. Ben was real flash at footy. Was was there cap, like was there rep hopes for you? Like did you play, you played rep before? Were you, were, were you getting poached by anyone? Was there any like opportunity for you to keep keep going further with the game or...? Uh, I've played rep a few times before, um, but I didn't really see soccer as a as a future that I really thought... You just enjoyed it? I just enjoyed playing it pretty much, yeah. Yep. So, I don't know, man. Once that... I, I've had a couple of them injuries before, eh? Like, I've never done the ACL, like I said, but I've had a lot of ligaments before, broken bones, and it just sucks, man. Like, you feel like you're good. You can feel that pain, but you sit there and the doctor turns around and tells you, you're out for... A long time. Mm. What's that feeling? Like, what do you remember it? How did it? How, how did it kind of hit you? Yeah. So the doctor sort of sat me down. He said, "Look, mate, um, this is actually the worst for someone your age. Is the worst injury. Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> to to a knee and to your ACL and meniscus. Um, I've personally seen. Oh, so you 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 didn't fuck around. You did the job. Like you. Yeah, I did a proper job. Knocked yeah. it out of the ballpark. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um. So I was like, you know, sort of just processing this. Um, yeah, right. Did he, like, was there, did he say you're not playing again or that was not, like, you could obviously recover from it? Um, so he said basically it it does naturally heal, mm. um, but surgery is the best option. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I went and surgery, went and had surgery. Um, I was on crutches for three, four months. Yeah, I remember that. Limping around. Cruising in that bloody jew looking thing, that yeah. big that extender, whatever it was, to make sure it didn't move. Yep. Um, I've had a couple of people with ACL injuries. Did you struggle sleeping at night? Because obviously you're turning in your sleep, you're not doing your own thing. After that surgery, were you going to roll over and you'd extend your knee or try and jam your knee and that pain would just wake you up? Mm, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was real difficult yeah. sleeping. Um, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Shit. Obviously, that's impacting mentally. That would have. That's what year twelve as well. Yeah. Well, now, now I think about. It, I think it might have been twenty nineteen. Oh, so out of school. Out of school. That was out of school. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, it was. You know, soccer was a big I've got bad memories, man. I can't remember shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, soccer was a big part of my life. Yeah. At the time. Um. And after surgery, you know, the doctor said, you know. Um, knee will be good, mm. uh, but not as good as it was. Yeah. Um. So you know, although I wasn't thinking that soccer was going to be 
Like, I don't think I was going to be a professional athlete, but... No, but at it, oh shit! There's still boys going around today that are in their forties, aren't they? Like they still play. Like it's still a recreational sport. Yeah, that's it. That's so it. You obviously and wanted to ha- have that opportunity to keep playing when you're an old fella as well. Yeah, and I just sort of just wish witnessed that you know sort of fade away. Mm. Um, yeah, that was pretty. I think that was pretty painful for me at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, you know, especially in the first few weeks, six weeks or something. Um, before I could really put any weight on it. Well, you would have been bed-bound for at least a week and a bit. Easily yeah. Lock, locked away. Exactly, yeah. So was that before the parents had left, or you were still are you still with the parents at that time? Or Yeah, yeah still with mum and dad. Yep. Um, so they, they were really helpful. Um, you know, they did pretty much everything for me. Oh, well, they would have been the emotional support, the rock that you could have leaned on. Exactly, were yeah. You in the, were you in that relationship that you're currently in at that time? Was that? Yes, yeah. Yep. So yep. there's two outlets for you to be able to express your emotions. Mm. Um. Did you? Were, were you expressing your emotions or were you kind of trying to... I think I think to some degree I, I did. Yep. Um, looking back, probably not as much as I could have. Yeah. Or I should have. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it was just a... It was just a, an interesting time in my life that, um, you know, I just, just saw my future change yeah. quite a lot yep. um, and pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, one day you're running around kicking balls and then the next day you're getting your little leg cut open and spliced with and laying in a bed and basically being told you can't yeah. you can't do jack shit for three months. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So over that over that time, you obviously had rehabilitation. You obviously did the right protocols to get the knee back to good. Uh, have you played soccer since? I haven't, no. Um, I haven't been back. I've been, I've been in two minds. I miss it to some degree, but... At the same time, I don't want to risk doing it again. Exactly, doing it again because that's having one to go through that process. That's again. one. That's one thing you see with a lot of athletes. Once they do one, like you know, ACL in the arm or in the, like the shoulder or in the knee, it's kind of a reoccurring issue that always plagues them for the rest of their life. Mm. So I guess if there's no the way that I approach it, that's why I didn't play. It. That's why I stopped playing footy altogether. Like if I. If I didn't see uh, a benefit from the sport, like in a way, the way that my mom was thinking is if, if I wasn't going to go play for the Broncos, you know what I mean? If I'm not playing for the Broncos, there's no point. Like I may as well just find something else that I enjoy. Hence why mm. I got into boxing and Muay Thai, yeah. Jiu-Jitsu and fight, and that's why I really got into those sports because it's obviously a lot less opportunities to kill yourself because, like, you, you look at rugby and even soccer. People do say soccer is bloody, you know, a bit, you know, a bit... Soft, but soft, yeah. They go fucking hard, but look, a missed tackle, and you get a whole bloody whole man behind that energy straight into your leg. You're sna- like you can snap legs and break ankles. Yeah, it can hurt. I mean, I've never done it before. I've never played soccer, but yeah, even with rugby, it, it shit can happen. So with with that happening, was that like looking back at it now? Is that some of the darkest points in time that you've experienced? Or I think in recent memory, that was pretty tough for me. Yep. Um. Uh, lots of mates helped me out. They came around and visited. Yep. Obviously, I couldn't couldn't do a whole lot for the first few months. Yeah. Um. So I was pretty pretty feeling, feeling pretty alone at home. Yeah. Shit. Like oh, I don't know. What what were you, what were the go tos? Netflix. It's pretty much. Yeah. What's pretty the much. show? What's the go to? What are you watching? Um, <laughs> I was a Brooklyn Nine. Yeah. Nine can't nine get into that. You can't. Nah, bro. I don't know. I just either the Office, Peaky Blinders. Or Vikings, Sopranos. That's it. 
That's my go. Oh, how I met your mother. It's <laughs> a classic. Every year I rewatch it. The whole thing. Like I'll binge it the whole thing every year. It's like a wow. ritual around Easter. It's impressive. It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just a good feel good show. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I like I said, I haven't really been out for that long of time. Like I haven't been with my like. Oh, I broke a leg, but I was four weeks, and I told him to take it off, and I started walking again. Everything else has only been really hand injuries, so I really don't know how I'd feel with being locked up for. Not being locked up, but being, you know, restricted for three plus months and being told, you know, look, take care or, or something bad can happen. Mm. So to this day, is it feeling good or sometimes you can feel a bit of iffies or no's or... Yeah, so sometimes it still it still clicks. Um, yeah. And it's a bit, it's a bit funny. It, it, it feels good, but not as strong as it was. It's not normal. Yeah, you can feel that, but... I can feel that. I'm not sure if it's mental. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say, eh? Like, because the mind's obviously a, a strong thing. The mind is the mind is a very, very strong tool. And, I mean, to overcome that type of thing, it would take you a fair while. I feel like it'd take years. Mm. It, you might be 25 and one day you think, oh, she's back to normal, 100%, you know, bulletproof. Yeah. But you never know. So, feeding off that emotions and feeling off that, feeding off uh, that point in time in life, was there, was there anything else that you can link back going through school, anything like that? Was there some... Some hardships that you did experience, but obviously not to that degree or different different ways. Yeah, so just, just before we go on to that, yeah. um, during that time, I think it was really helpful um, because it was a physical injury. Yeah. I still had that notion that I was going to recover from it. Yeah. So it was just a matter of, it was just a matter of time before I felt like me again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that was something that sort of helped me out. Yep. During that time, yeah, that no, yeah, that really resonates with me. I can I can completely understand that. Like when I, you know, when I punched that wall and I broke that hand in bloody year eleven, yeah, she was clocked up for like a, oh, probably a month. It was like that. And back then I was jamming games hard. Hey, eh? that's when I was that little cod pro. <laughs> yeah, and you know I was stuck, man. All I, I could move it about that much, and I remember just thinking, you know, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like I got nothing, like. But the thought of time and the thought of just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting to eventually one day have it cut off was actually a really good goal to work towards. Mm. And that obviously drove me into other fields and it drove me into other things. So so that's actually a good question. So when 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 you did the injury, was there any new hobbies that came up? Um not really. I did um so that was my gap year I took. Yep. Um I had a year between school and starting university um i don't think there was any new hobbies that came up to be honest just the same old same old just the same old stuff yeah Yeah. um yeah just vegged out with (laughs) with tv um and youtube and just what do you go to on youtube um you know much game and stuff or no i'm not not much of a gamer yeah um just just comedy stuff on youtube to be honest um i watch a fair bit of that man yeah i go down a rabbit hole pretty hard yeah i mean I don't know. I get pretty bad with comedy. Like yeah. Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz. Yeah, they're great guys. <laughs> they're comedians. Man. I love I love Kevin Hart and um Ricky Gervais. Yep. Awesome. His comedy is just so blunt. It's it's crazy. It's just so crazy. Have you heard of have you heard um is it Eddie Griffin? Yeah, I think it's Eddie Griffin. He's like an old school he's pretty he's like oh, he's the same age as Joe Rogan. But a lot of his uh specials were from when he was a young fella. 
like 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Oh, mate. Back when comedy could actually, you know, not get cancelled, not have cancel culture behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. This man just ripped feeble. Yeah. Out. I'm not going to repeat anything he says, but <laughs> if you want to have a listen, have yeah. a, go have a listen one yeah. day. Oh, I just piss myself laughing sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, uh, that's, that's seriously, it, it's seriously impactful to think about, like, such a, well, not such a little thing, but su- one thing can change that, that whole trajectory that you're on. Like, you're mm. running this way, injury happens, you go left field and you go that complete other way. So after that after that injury healed itself and once you got that cast off, or not the cast, the, the brace off, what was the thinking behind it? Like, you got it off, how did, how, what was the feeling? It, it was the mindset of, I don't want this to happen again. Yep. So it was almost... Preventative. Prevent, yeah, prevent at all costs. Yep. Um, so even when it was off, it still hadn't completely healed. You still had uh, it's rehabilitation and all pretty that much, stuff. Yeah, yep. so physio and it was 12 months, they said, before I could engage in physic, fully physical activity again. Yep. Um, so I was still being real careful with it and just, yeah, just really taking it easy. Yeah, shit. Thank God I haven't done that, eh? That's like... <laughs> That's like yeah, I've done ankles, but I've never done ACLs. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. No, it's not great. It don't sound good either. No, like I'll, no. <laughs> I'll congratulate you on coming through it. Um, so yeah, looping looping back to that looping back to that question that I had before with with going growing up as a young fellow, you you obviously had mum and dad, so yeah, you, yep. you had that kind of uh, typical Aussie Aussie bring up, like you know, out on out on a bit of a property, bit of land. Yeah, is there any? What I always ask someone, is there any any times that you're aware of anyone's mental health struggles, even your father, something like that? Or were you just too young to be able to see anything like that? Yeah, so now, at the time, I was completely oblivious to it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm guessing he was good at hiding it as well. Yeah. yeah. Typical bloke. 100%. Um, Smack a beer and just go to sleep. Yeah, You'll I'm be right. right. Yeah, I'm right, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking back, though, um, in being off a farm, obviously, where... Uh, and with dad's um, industry where... Was that their livelihood at that point, the farm? Like that was their sole, in- sole income or... So so dad had his business, business as well. Yep. Uh, he did cattle IVF. Yep. Um, so it's it's all land-based mm. off the off the country stuff. Yep. So obviously weather and weather events have big impacts on that. Yep. Um, and as you probably know, you know, the last 15, 15 years have been pretty rough for farmers... Up and down and left and right. Up and down, yeah. It's been pretty tough. Ten years with no rain and then we had that year part where everything was flooding and everyone had too much rain, basically. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. it was it was a real struggle. Um, it was a real struggle and the business just wasn't... It wasn't as doing as, as well as Dad had hoped it to go. Yeah. Um, and it just got to a stage where... Um, this is as of, as of last year. Yeah. Um, he he realised that, you know... Uh, although this is my dream, um, it's it's not going to work at this time. Put on the back burner. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. So they yeah shipped off to Fiji. Yep. Um, really tropical place there. Rains all the time. Yeah, plenty of plenty of cows getting around there. Plenty of grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So no worries over there. So is that um obviously it, obviously it is a pretty big industry, but is it, it is big over there? So there is plenty and plentiful opportunities for him to to succeed over there in in, in his field of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot um, of lots of cattle over there. Yeah. Um, but his his goals just sort of um, improve the genetics of the animals over there. Yep. Uh, so lots of them 
Um, you know, they might not produce the meat quantity or milk quantity that. So he's um, down to the nitty gritty. Like that. Like his his is his. Uh, obviously, that's degrees upon degrees to be able to achieve what he's doing and do what he's doing, isn't it? Well, funnily enough, he only has a has a bachelor in business. Yeah, right. Um, so I think a lot of it's coming from knowing the right people. Surround yourself with smart people, and you'll become smart yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're living it up in Fiji. Shit, yeah. Because th- I mean, the dollar cost over there is ridiculous compared to Australia. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like they they have some pretty good some pretty good pretty yeah. good life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you you obviously obviously had a strong connection with your father growing up. Um. Still carry that to this day. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a role model that I really look up to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I try to try to embody lots of lots of characteristics, morals that he runs in. Yeah. Morals, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So was he like that typical old Australian bloke that you know, or, or did or did your parents have a different kind of upbringing when you were a young fellow? What was your what was your kind of upbringing when you look back at it? Uh, I, th- I think he's a typical bloke yeah. off the land, to be honest. Old school um, countryman, loves a beer, loves yeah. a steak. Yeah, um, John Farmer. Pretty much loves cruiser. country music. Cruiser, no cruiser. Couldn't, oh. couldn't afford one of those. What what do you run with? Uh, he had a Hilux. Ah, same so shit. Just about <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. yeah, same thing, different show. What about mum? How does how does mum when you look back at her now? What is what does she resonate to you? What what characteristics do you really think she's put forth in you? Uh, mum was the glue, um, yep. as mums are. Hundred percent, as most um, women are. Yeah, yeah. So she was stay home mum. She held everything together. Yep. Held the fort together. Cleaned um, everything. Got all the cleaned, washing, cooked. Yeah. Sort of set for school. Yep. Uh, she packed my lunch all the way through school up to year twelve. Oh yeah, um, it was it was fantastic. Um, no, but she she was great, yeah. caring, loving, yep. uh, kind, friendly, and strict, and strict, like not strict enough. Yeah, yeah, as you want. Yeah, that's something that I've always. Um, obviously, I grew up like just mum, just me and mum. Never had dad really, but I had my grandparents as my parents when I grew up. So that was my uh, my kind of upbringing was like even old, even more old school. Mm. So I was I was brought up to be like a I don't know I was brought up to be a, a gentleman basically that's yep. what that's what my my pop instilled to me was the old school ways look open the door yeah close the door yeah, if she's cold it. take the shirt off give it to her which I really do respect to this day I love it but um I I can kind of I can't relate but I can kind of see my my mother grew up as as like a two man system so like a mother and a father and one. And that's in places I can kind of see where she tried as well. But then in other places I can kind of see where she didn't get so far as well. Yep. But growing up, you had the brother as well, no other siblings? No, just my brother. Yep. Uh, he was three years younger than me. Yep. Um, so even though there's a bit of an age gap, we got him really well. Yeah. We still do. Yeah, oh, three years ain't too much, yeah. No. So, yeah, we, we got him real well. We're best mates. Um, yeah. Maybe, what, 18 now, isn't he? Uh, in March. Oh, yeah. So, so just about. Take him out to the clubs or what? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. In old Rocky. That's it. <laughs> the old That's Zodes it. of the goat. I mean, oh, I don't know. I won't even get into that. <laughs> I don't go out, man. I choose not to. There's no point. I, I mean, pub's all right, but like, no point going to the goat. Yeah, I like going to the pub with some mates, but yeah, going out, a, it's a hassle. Oh, it's just too many people swinging jaws, man. <laughs> you got to step over the place, but um, <laughs> oh shit, that that's just funny to think of it. So, we'll 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 tie back. 
we're we're going to year eight, right? We evolve. We go. We're at a seventeen person high sc- um, primary school, like seventeen kids in the grade. What was it like coming out of that culture as a young fella? Like all you know is riding around motorbikes and just living up life on that farm. What was it like running into a mace and seeing how many is it? Like two thousand kids or something? And yeah. It was a big smoke, a like big big shock factor. Yeah, um, I remember initially thinking, you know, how am I going to remember everyone's name? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously now to remember everyone's name in the school in a two thousand uh, plus student school. I don't remember everyone's name in the grade. You know, exactly. I struggled with that. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a big shock factor. Uh, we did have a few mates come. They came from. Um, primary school Yeah To a So it really helped me out So in that first year of year 8 You stuck with that clan That was your little group or Yeah yeah We found Found a few more mates um, Just in our Two classes Yep um, But yeah I still Still clung to those Primary school mates And to this day Are you still good with them or um, a, a lot of them Yeah Yep um, You know um, Stuff happens Life happens Yeah uh, drift pe- People drift apart yeah. Exactly um, But yeah A lot of us still Good mates your um, clan, your 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 clan of boys now is like Flynn, Flynn, eh? Yep. Angus, yeah, Angus, Flynn, all yep. the all the mischievous boys. Yeah. Max Whitmore, that's the one. He coming to work today. There yeah, I staunched him. He's got that filthy mullet. That was disgusting. I love it. <laughs> it's it's so good. He was standing there buying something. And I just walked straight up behind him. I was like, "There you go, mate." He's like freaking out because I had that mask on. Uh, Didn't know who I was for a second. Pulled it down. He's like, "Oh, but that mullet's just beautiful, man." Oh. The missus said she hated it, but. Yeah, she's not a fan. <laughs> she's not a fan. <laughs> I guess no woman is a fan of that filthy no, thing. No. But anyway, man, um, evolving through those years, was there anything impactful that really happened to you? Like, I mean, I can look back at mine and go, you know, broken bone, broken bone, or heartbreak, heartbreak. Look, was there was there anything really impactful that you can see back going through the years of a mass or Um As a kid I think there was uh, a fair bit of pressure on me from mum and dad to do well in school. Yep. Well, were you a smart kid in primary school? Yeah, I was a smart kid in, in primary school. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that pressure carried over in high school. Yep. And in being high school, it was naturally, um, more more pressure. Yeah. Um. You know, the consensus was that these are the years that the rest of your life is based on. They do drill that into you, eh? Which, yeah, which I it's not true. No, it's not, not e- true at all. Not even close. That's one thing that I'm sitting here as a 21 year old male, and I still look back like, oh, you know, me, man, I, I did absolutely nothing. I did all the veggie subjects I could, and what I, I'm sitting here as a 21 year old male. I'm not, I'm not successful, but I, I, I definitely don't feel like I'm, I'm disadvantaged in any way. I still feel like I can achieve anything I want to. Mm. So I, I feel like what they used to drill into us was kind of just not right. It was just complete bull. Yeah, so old. Old school mentality, you know. Yeah. You go to school. Yeah. Good grades. You go to uni. You get your degree. You work in that job for the next fifty years of your yeah. life. You retire. You yeah. die. And you get twenty years or f- f- ten years to live, basically. Pretty much. I ain't doing that. It's, <laughs> not, it's not much of a life, is it? No, that's yeah, man. I, I've thought about this a fair few times. Like, like I mean, I'm grateful for for what I have and how I've been raised. And I mean that's that's exactly how my grandmother and my my pop built this house. Like they built this back in, I think it was seventy five. This house got built before there was a Macca's. This was all a dirt road. So like they they just worked. Pop was on the railway, dropped out of school in year three. 
Mm. Man was an accountant over at the council, you know what I mean? Proper old school. And they built it from nothing to something. And I mean, Pop retired and probably, I think he was 64 when he retired. And Nan retired when she was around that age as well. But mm. you only get a good five years, maybe, if that. And then the rest you're sitting in a chair and you're half-rooted and you can't really... Yep, you're just too old to enjoy it. Do what you wanted to drink. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like, I feel like everyone out there, in today's culture, especially at our age, people don't want to do that. No, people have realised that, Yeah. you know, the last hundred years more maybe mm. have been that repetitive and you know that's not something that you know i want to do no um you know you see rich and famous people um bill gates i think dropped out of school in year 10 yeah and he's well, like the third richest bloke in the world steve jobs steve jobs um yeah there's a there's a, there's yeah, a huge yeah. list basically almost every wealthy man yeah didn't have the upright ed- or didn't finish that education or excel in the education that they that they needed to. I feel like it's not about. Once again, it's not about what you learn. It's about who you know. Mm. That's that's one thing that I really preach now is you got to surround yourself with a core group of people that are going to put you forward and also them forward at the same time. You put a you put a good good ed- a good uh, you put a good egg with a bad egg. What happens? It exactly. goes bad. Yeah. But yep. a good egg with a good egg, what happens? Yeah. Stays good and you Stays get to eat gone. it. Yeah. So that's 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 a mentality that I've really carried now. Hence why, you know, I bottle flipped with everyone I used to cruise around with back in the day. And mm. it's it's kind of enlightening and it's kind of insightful when you kind of stop doing all the bad things and all the bad people just start dropping off like fires. Yeah. And you kind of really do see the people that, the, the pearls that shine out of the dust, you kind of really see the people that want to stick there and see see you succeed. The ones that really matter. Yeah. 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 You don't have to have a big group, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it. So what what kind of plans do you put in place? Like what's your what's your you know, what's your pipe dream goal? What's the dream that you that you seriously want? What's that one that you sit there and go, That's me, no matter how large it is? Yeah, so I'm in my third year uh university at the moment, I'm studying psychology. Um so I'm not entirely sure what I want to do with that. Yep. Once I've got it. Um, but I've I've always had a dream that I want to start my own business. Anything or um, just entrepreneur. I want to help people. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure in which way yet. Mm-hmm. I think I think it'll come to me eventually. When, eventually, when the time's right. Um, but I I really want to be able to help people, and I want to be able to try and make this uh this this world a better place. That's uh, yeah, that's exactly why. I started everything I did. Mm. That, that was literally my thinking behind everything. I just, I don't know, I just, one day I just felt the need to help people. I just woke up and I was like, shit, you know what I mean? I've got to gotta leave the world a better place than I came in it. That's that's my big thing. Mm. And that's the goal, hence why we're sitting here chit-chatting and, yep. and paddywhacking, man. Like, I, I really feel like, I feel like especially in today's time, like what, we're, we're in 2022 20, now, actually. We're in 2022. I feel like, with what we have at our fingertips, at just, just just at birth, like what we have and the opportunities that we can do, I feel like we could change the world even more. We can be an, uh, sorry, we can be an even more of an impact than the Bill Gates, the Steve Jobs, the Warren Buffetts. Yep. Just the technology that we have at our fingertips. I seriously think we could change the world for a better place. It's just get the ball rolling is the main thing. That's it. The world's changed so so quickly in the last twenty years. What well, the internet was invented in the nineties. Yeah. And 
less than 30 years later. We have TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we have TikTok. Yeah. Do you use TikTok? I do not have TikTok. You don't? Do not. Have you ever used it? I downloaded it ironically yeah. and deleted it yeah. a few days later. Ah, it's fucking... It's a trap. I oh, know. I've gotten into it before. Oh. It's a spiral. I mean, I wasted like five hours one night. Like one night I was sitting there and I was just scrolling. And the next minute it was like three in the morning. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I had to leave. China did a good job with this, man. I was like, fuck that, delete. So, I mean, I I don't really... The only media I consume now is basically um, a lot of podcasts. And I mean, I just work... I'm working so hard that I don't really have time to consume too much media. Mm. I just try and pick and choose the the good ones that I consume. I mean, if if you can call Joe Rogan good... I love I love Joe. I'm he's, a big fan. Yeah, he's very controversial. A lot of people don't like the man anymore. I know. Um, yeah, I I like him. Yeah, I, I really like him. I resonate with a lot of his views and opinions. Oh, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and lots of the interviews he's had, um, really interesting, really insightful. Is there a couple off the top of your head that you really favoured yourself, like that you liked, or? Yeah, so the Kevin Hart ones. Yep. I think he had two. Yeah. Um, they're really inspirational. Especially um, after his accident that he suffered from. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, and how he bounced back. Mm. Just just really inspirational how 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 a bloke came from came from poverty mm. and a pretty pretty rough upbringing mm. to become one of the most successful. I would say one of the most successful comedians, um, comedians yeah. and actors. Well, he's jacked. Yeah. He's like five foot two and he's jacked. Yeah. He's ripped. Yep. Like he is a physical beast. What do I see that man do? I mean, I, I did I did really enjoy his two podcasts. My favorite, hands down, would uh, would probably have to be Joey Diaz. Yep, I've listened to all every single one. I remember mean, one that came out like two days ago. Yeah. I've listened to every single one at least like five times. Wow. Oh, I just I don't know. I just really resonate with him. He's fat. Like you know what I mean. Like he's yeah, fat. Yeah. Just the shit he's done. I, I really. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. And I just feel like what he the story that he held was actually really interesting, mm. and just his perspective, like he just don't give a shit. Like yeah, he, he's real set in his ways, and his ways are his ways. Yeah, and I, I like how no one can bend him. Like it, it's it's him. Yep. Same with Joe. Like Joe has an opinion, that's his opinion. He doesn't care what you. Well, he it's not that he doesn't care that you what your opinion is, but you like you're not going to impact his opinion. That's what I really like about him. Mm. I mean, sometimes he can be an idiot. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can be. He's he's funny though. I like him. Um, Do you follow much of his st- stand up, like comedy shit, or I I listen to a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, haven't haven't lot watched a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I still I like it. I mean, my favorite thing is how he talk. Have you seen the one about how he's talking about? Um, he was cooked as he was cooked as hell on a yacht, and there's dolphins next to the boat. I have not. Oh, mate. Just watch it, bro. He's like, he's like, I'm high as fuck. There's dolphins next to me. And then he's like, I start talking to the dolphins. And the dolphins start talking to me. But just the way he words it and says it, you just, I just start cracking up. Yeah. Like, you know how he says shit. Yeah, he's great. I'm just like, what is this man on about? But I have felt like that before. Mm. What a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, man, I, I really want to, I really want to touch on the subject of like men's mental health. Mm. Where, when we say those words, what, what does it kind of resonate with you? What, what do you kind of see in men's mental health in 2020? For me... 2022. For me, um, 
I think a lot of blokes get scared when they hear that. Yep. Um, and it is this this notion that we we have to be these strong, dependable, bulletproof people mm-hmm. um, that everyone looks up to, and we can't ever show weakness um, because if we do, um, we're classed as a pussy. Basically, we're not we're not a man. Yeah. Has that ever been enforced on you? Have you ever felt like that before? Uh, every now and again, I think yep. there's been some times where, you know, you might be upset and they go, oh, you know, be a man. Yeah, toughen up. Men don't cry. Yep. Um, everyone's heard that. Um, yeah, I bore my eyes out like a 12-year-old girl, mate. Um, phew, I've done it before. Yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. But with you, um, have you, is is there some parts, like obviously we talked about that, the, MC, uh, the ACL injury. But has, has there been parts for you where you've really looked back at now that you can look back at and really understand that I wasn't in a good spot there, but I just tried to keep chugging on and just not, not think about it and try and push it away and just box it? Yeah, yeah. So the end of school, um, just with studying, um, and I was feeling that mindset, you know, this is going to set me up for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and I really thought that at the time. Yeah. Um, so I thought, you know, this is this is it, really. Yeah. Um. And it was just, just hard work, and it was just grinding, um, studying, and and school. I didn't have a job, luckily. I don't think I would have been able to. That would have been pretty hard to throw it into the mix. Yeah. What was it? ATAR. I think we're still OP. OP. Oh yeah, OP. it was. Yeah. I, like I said, veggie it's subjects. <laughs> so, was there a number that you had to hit? What was your goal number that you that you wanted to hit? I wanted to be under ten. And what'd you get? Uh, I got a nine. So you got under so ten. I got under ten, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Um, I only did a fifteen for my degree. Yeah, but it's kinda like that validation in yourself. Yeah. You kinda kinda yeah. tell yourself like shit yeah, look at me. Like I'm able to actually achieve these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to, you know, prove to myself yep. um that that I was good enough. Look yeah. looking back, I think I still had more to give. Yeah. I really didn't push myself as, as hard as I could have. But do you feel like you still push yourself too hard? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I think I still had more to give. Yep. I think there was a big a big part, um, you know, especially in year twelve where um being popular and I think it's just lots of people being popular becomes more important um than than focusing. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like like, did you feel that yourself? Like, did was that was that a thought in your mind? That that was a thought in my head. Yeah, I think it. There's almost this culture that it's, it's uncool to try hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do feel that. Yeah, or it's it's. I don't know. I don't. I, I was kind of down the route of like, not cool. It's not it not cool to not try, but I just didn't give a shit. That was my attitude, my thinking behind a lot of it. Mm. Like, I was real. Um, I don't know, I just had demons, I just didn't give a shit. Like, that's why I just sat in school and just did not give a rat's ass. I mean, I passed, I passed year 12, I, I don't know, I passed everything with at least B's or C's, but I did not try one bit, just because I did all the veggie stuff and it was just too easy for me to be able to to finish it, really. I, I, I kind of carried, my, my mentality behind it was, you'd see the popular kids, you'd see the unpopular kids, but you'd obviously have the different cliques, the footy boys, the nerds, the... Pretty girls, the un- like you know all all those all those groups of people. I didn't really give a rat to us, man. I just 
I don't know. Like even with even with you, I'd see you, I'd smile at you. Mm. If there's ever an opportunity, I'd talk to you. I didn't care who you were, what you looked like, I'd still shake your hand and say what's happening. That yeah, was, that was kind of my thinking behind it. Yeah, we're all on it together, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And I think it's it's um yeah, I just I just really don't quite understand this culture of um it being you know not cool to try hard. Yeah. Um, the nerds. The, the kids that are smart and do really well in school yeah. are often not the popular kids. No, not it. No, not even close. Not, not at all. I mean, Brock Duffy. Um, he was a smart cookie. He was smart. He was pretty popular too. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah, the man could kick a ball and he was smart as hell. Yeah, he's an outlier. Yeah, he is the the outlaw. <laughs> 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 I remember because what he, I think he was year ten in my shooting year ten, and that's where it really stood out to me. Like, I don't know. He could kind of. He was juggling both. Like. Mm. He was talking to all the popular kids and smashing schoolwork, but then turned around on the weekend, he was still playing soccer as well. So that was one person that really stood out to me that was kind of that all-round essence of, of of a bean. But they come few and far between, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough to juggle everything, you know? Yeah. Um, people have got busy lives. It's tough mm. to juggle. It's tough to juggle sport and a job and studying and relationships. So... Did you have many relationships during high school, or were you kind of a, a single Pringle? I was a single Pringle. You didn't have one? Not have one. Really? Was that just you went looking? You were just doing your own thing, fly, fly like a butterfly? Or uh, yes and no. You just didn't really um, want it at the same time? I, I don't think I was ready for a relationship. Smart and, man. And <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy now that I didn't. Yeah, you're um, very smart, actually. It, it helped me focus on schoolwork. Yeah, I mean, well, if you had a bird as well, trying to juggle that with trying to get your OP as well, it would have been pretty, pretty hard. Mm. I was polar opposite. Yeah, yeah, polar opposite, man. I, had, I mean, I only had two relationships, but I was still polar opposite. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting, really, now to sit down and talk about like two kind of different spectrums, completely. Like, you, you were, you were a kid that really knuckled down and tried hard, and and you know, tried to become successful through school. And I was completely opposite. Mm. I just played footy and went to school because I had to. Yeah. But looking back at it now, I, I really think I could have gave a lot more, actually. Like, it, it links back to that that mental health side of things. Because obviously I wasn't in, you know, the best situation in life. I'd put myself at some pretty some pretty big disadvantages. But I feel like, um, I feel like with the right guidance, I could have done a lot better. And I knew I could have done a lot better. But... I kind of loop it back to the way the schooling curriculum kind of gets made as well. That was kind of a big turn-off to me as well. Like, I mean, they did try, don't get me wrong, but they didn't try in ways that would engage me, if you know what I mean. Because as a, I don't know, 15, 16, 17-year-old boy, it's kind of, you don't really want to do a lot of the subjects that they ask you to do, but you kind of have to. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, school's not for everyone. Oh, no. Um, not even close. you got people from all walks of life. Yeah. Jammed into a classroom, all learning the same thing. Yeah. Expected to learn at the same pace. With one teacher, usually with one teacher. With one teacher teaching the same thing to 30 kids. Yeah, oh, well, 30 kids, but that same class four other times throughout that week. Exactly. So it's kind of, I, I kind of look back at it now and it... You, I compare, um, I compare the, the way schooling is developed, I compare it to like... It's been the same since the turn of the century when you think about it. And when you look into it, they based 
the classroom off a like off a workstation. So like if you look at the old industrial revolution, there's a line. People get in that line. People have that task to do at the same pace, at the same rate. They have a due date when it needs to be done. You clock on and clock off at this time. You eat at this time and leave at this time. And you expect to do the same thing day in and day out. Obviously, it's a obviously like that compared to school. It it can be compared, but obviously, it's not the exact same. But when you look into it, it is still linked, and it still is the way of a of a workforce line, which I just think about now. And I think it's it's not the way to teach kids, mm. especially especially in today's time. It's definitely not the way that you can approach by teaching kids. No, that's what we've been saying. You know. That whole mentality shift from, you know, this, this the grades I get at school are going to shape my whole life. Yeah. And obviously the way school was taught and still is taught yeah. is to ready you for those jobs. Yeah. But um, the way everything, society is changing so quickly, um, the school curriculums and the way things being taught haven't kept yeah. up. They they're, they're, kept sta- up. they're still staying in that back time. Like, like man, I wish they taught me how to do tax. Exactly. I'm in my first year at a high like high school. It's like tax time. I'm like, what the fuck's tax? Like, I knew I had the premise of what tax was, but you know what I mean. Where do I go to tax? To like, where can I get tax? How do I know how much I should get paid off tax or a rough estimate? Just, just li- living basically like basic things like that. Like, I mean, coming out of high school, le- learning even the social skills. Sometimes I feel like with some certain people really struggle. Like. I mean, I was a pretty out there person. I didn't care what you looked like. I talked to you. But looking back now, if they implement a lot of social aspects and like try and implement, try and break that barrier of having all the popular kids Mm. and having these different diversities of of groups, I I really feel like that could be a big driving point as well. And that could really help break the stigma that we followed that you are the popular kid and you're the not popular kid and you're that footy boy and you're that soccer kid. Yep. Because I carried it. I thought all the soccer boys were bloody, you know. Soft. I was like, that's soccer, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's gay, you know. Like, I'd always say it. But looking back at it now, it's that's you. That's your sport. Mm. You picked it because you like it. Yeah. I play footy because I like it. Exactly. Like, that's that's the the motivation and the goal behind it. So I really feel like they, they should they should start implementing and, and teaching us to just, I don't know, it sounds hippie, but respect one another and just actually care. Because mm. they really looking at school, they did kind of build diversities as well. Like school kind of did, in a way, that it, it kind of does structure it to have these different groups and these different cliques of people. I don't know why fuck I press that. I'll move that away. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just my thoughts behind it. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. School's one of the very few things that have changed. I think. Yep. Um, in a really fast moving culture yeah um and i think if there hasn't if there's not a big um reform then it, it might be left behind you know it might sort of almost become obsolete yep. um well shit man have you seen all the stuff that's happening the metaverse like i mean it is a funny thing to laugh about now but like it's pretty crazy when you when you think about it like we're literally developing something where we can live digitally and and almost learn digitally i feel like it, i feel like the whole physical side of school will eventually just become obsolete and you will just learn at home yeah so <laughs> i'm actually um i quite into the crypto same 
Um, I love I, it. I really like it. But I this metaverse it. scares me. Scares you in what way? Um, I think, I think social media really changed society in the way people interact. No, oh, yeah. And I think the metaverse might be another social media impactual thing that that affects the way everything operates. Well, it is internet 3.0 when you think about it. Mm. Like it's the new version of the internet. Like we had internet one and now we're on internet two. And I feel like NFTs and crypto is that internet three and is spanning into that space. Because, I mean, I, I, I mean, crypto treats me nice. I like crypto. It's good money. It's, there's some good ways to earn some coin off it. But I feel like uh, with this NFT space, it's still so young that we just kind of think it's a, a digital JPEG that's been sold. But I feel like with what's about to happen and where it's about to go, I think it will change how culture and society is structured completely and on all aspects. I feel like I feel like eventually one day we'll be sitting there and we'll be like in our forties or fifties and our kids will be saying these things that we have no idea like have no clue about, like our parents are with what we're doing right now. And I just feel like it's gonna like you said, it's just going to be that defining thing that changes culture completely and it moves us into that next step in evolution and civilization. Mm. I think it's scary. I think with social media, um, I I personally think social media has had a really big impact on um, on mental mental health and mental illnesses 100%. as a whole. 100%. Um, you know, people can don't have to go out and socialise. They can socialise through their phones. Yep. Um, which is not giving your brain the same, the same impact. You're not getting the same yeah. results from t- having a gen genuine conversation with yeah. a mate. Um, and I think it could just get worse with. Yeah. Well, one thing I one thing I link back with social media and men's mental health. I I, I said it yesterday. I've said it before as well. Um, when when you like even with a male, right? Like, obviously you're a part of like you're in you're in the clique with a lot of people you knew a lot of people and so did i but one thing that i feel like males struggle with is they feel alone a lot of the time especially when they are alone in their rooms because that that social media side of things is yeah i can pick up the phone and talk to you or call you but I, a lot of males don't and a lot of males ha- have that drilled into them that they are that man they are that strong person they don't need to be able to reach out to people and then you, you, you kind of backtail it back to how females are. They're able to post a photo and a lot of them get instant gratification with multiple men liking it or multiple men hitting them up or multiple men swiping up on their Snapchat saying, hey, what are you doing? Or you're beautiful or you're gorgeous. And I really feel like it's it's a struggle street with a lot of young men these days where just a one compliment, one compliment from a female can make a month for them mm. where yet a lot of females just have multiple compliments in in a day and I, and I feel like that's a really big impactful thing with men's mental health and I and, and I I felt like I suffered from that as well when I was a young fellow because obviously I wasn't like a popular kid so I'd post a photo back when Instagram showed well I mean it shows your likes now but back when it showed your likes you'd post that photo and you'd get like 32 people and you're like, oh, you know, only 32 people like this. Then you scroll through and you see one of the birds from school and they're sitting at 450. And you're like, holy shit, like, 
why is this? Why why are all these people obviously engaging in hers and not engaging in mine? I feel like it is a it is a corruption and it, and it can really lead to some some dark places. It's it's scary, yeah. Um, you know, you judge yourself for that. You you think that person is better than you, yeah, yeah, because and that they get more likes on Instagram. That kind of that kind of revolves that that kind of feeds to that that social hierarchy and that kind of you're popular, you're a nerd, and you're unpopular kind of a field. You know what I mean? It kind of fuels that again because I don't know. Back in the day when we were in school, there were there were a lot of people that were getting like bulk likes on Instagram. I remember. And, you know, like a lot of people weren't and a lot of people only really had their friends liking their their posts. And I, and I feel like for 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 such young kids, because that's what you are at the end of the day, when you're still, even in high school, you're still a child. You're still a, you're still a kid. You're not an adult yet. For a, a brain that's not developed, it's really hard to take that in and be able to process it. Because it, for especially for a male man, because we're not developed until we're 30 basically. Like us sitting here right now, we're still, we're kind of at that middle mark. You know what I mean? We're, we're we're still not fully developed as men, and I feel like back in the day, we're even more childish than we are now. And I feel like it really did feed into some negative things and 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 spark some negative thoughts as well. Mm. Yeah, like you say, it just creates those hierarchies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then you yeah you value someone else. Someone else appears to be valued by society more yeah. than you are. Yeah. And that creates a, you know, it creates those levels. It's a vicious circle. But like you said, that's what kind of freaks me out about this metaverse. And that's what kind of freaks me out about Internet 3.0. I feel like if there's not a drastic change with how it is held and how it is created and how it is monetized, so like not mo- like not 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 money, how it is uh, like viewed, I feel like it's just going to be a, a, a bigger void that people can fall into. And I feel like those popular people are going to get popular, more, even more popular. And I feel like the people that aren't or don't feel as popular will just keep dropping off more and more and more. And more mental health will spark up and spark up more severe. Yeah. That's one thing that I really think. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think it could be a big issue. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 good that someone's on here actually fucking... No one, no, not a lot of people know about it, eh? Like, I try, to, I try and bring it up a fair bit. Not, not a lot of people actually have researched and really looked into it yeah because it's in its infancy still it's i mean the metaverse right now is nothing basically yeah i mean the sandbox where you can purchase land there's a couple of companies like that but there's nothing really out there yet that's that's commercialized to the point where instagram is and facebook is and yeah exactly and twitter and snapchat but i mean that's what the man the middle legend mark zuckerberg's trying to do unfortunately <laughs> yeah exactly unfortunately the lizard man. I don't know. We won't get into that. He's a lizard, but anyway. <laughs> um, one thing I really wanted to ask, man, is is as you are you a big reader? Obviously, do you get into a lot of books, or what's your go tos? Um, funnily enough, I've only just got back into reading. Yep. Um, probably the end of last year, maybe November. Yep. Um, I started reading again. Um, and they're sort of self help books. Yeah, right um, up my alley. Yeah. And it it's really, um, I think even even in it's been nearly four months, I've seen a shift in my personality, yep, um, and the way that I see people, yeah, um, and the conversations that I can have, yeah, um, and I think, yeah, I think that's something that I want to continue to do. 
what's your go-tos? Like, what's a book that you that that you've read that really stands out to you, and and you think people could read at home and actually help with them? So the first one I read was The Slight Edge. Yep. Uh, Jeff Olson, fantastic book. I haven't read it. Um, would one hundred percent recommend it. Yep. Um, it it talks about the different things you do every day, um, that don't appear to have a dip, an impact, but they do. Yeah. Um, like making your bed. Exactly. Like brushing your teeth. Exactly. Like, yeah, like doing stuff properly. Yeah. Folding your washing. Yeah. Putting stuff away. Having a glass of water. Yeah. Having a can of Coke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Stuff like that. Having an apple, having a Twinkie or whatever that people eat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's about those things compounding over your lifetime. Yep. And, um, you know, in 50 years, you... You get a you get a can of Coke out of the fridge every time you're thirsty. Yeah. Um, there's gonna be a big difference. Or a beer. Or a beer. Yeah. Uh, big difference. So, have you read that one there? It's about a lot of not giving f. I have not. I, I have really, not. I really I, it's, recommend it. It's that. in my list to read it. Of, that's two and a half times I've read it. Um, yeah, like really good book. Not not like the one you were talking about, but really an insight on on. The mental health and kind of the, the 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 way that you're able to carry yourself and actually think about thoughts, because that's something that obviously links with your mental health completely and how how you perceive yourself. Basically, that's one thing that I really that really resonated with me with that book. I mean, some go tos for me are the Art of War. Mm. I really enjoyed that. I mean, it's not for everyone. It's it's kind of here and there, but. If you have an imagination and you can implement it into your everyday life, it really does help. Uh, Jordan Peterson's one as well. Love Jordan Peterson. Oh mate, he is a he's a goat. He's a, he's a fantastic, fantastic 100%. psychologist. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm not smart enough for half the stuff he says, but I understand it. But like, he he's a smart man, and and I really enjoy a lot of his podcasts with Joe as well. Mm. Um, even uh, Jocko as well. You watch him. Yep. Yeah, yep. a lot of his podcasts with Jocko are really impactful as well and really do help men's mental health and the way he dives into it and kind of kind of just explains it how it, sh- how it is and just goes down to the chemical level on how it works. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting with those with those figures because they're they're often portrayed in like the white society as yeah. controversial people. Yeah. Because they're they have these views that um that I think are really relevant and true. Hundred percent. Um, but they just don't align with this this narrative that's being built. Being built. Oh mate, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me bloody started. <laughs> yeah. I mean cancer there's cancer culture, cancel culture, there's there's like I don't know. I yeah, I don't want to say anything that's gonna make people get that, but there's something there. I'm, yeah, man. I, I can, there's a rabbit hole with all that. No, nah, it's okay. We, we don't have to touch on this. It's, <laughs> it's okay. I've, I could go. I could talk for this for hours. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. How's the weather? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah, just... Yeah, man. Good man. Very good man. I like his books. His A lot of his lectures as well. Um, I mean, I've always been interested in how the human mind works and how he understands and perspe- perceives the human mind. Um, that's why I really resonate a lot with Jocko as well, because you look at Jordan; he's such a uh, like a like a thinking man. He uses his head, mm. but then you look at Jocko, and he uses his will. 
Yeah. And and he's a very willful person, very sp- not not spiritual, but very this is what happens and this is how it's going to happen and this is what I'm going to do to get it. So I feel like as as a young man as like what well, I'm 21, you're 20. I feel like they're really positive influences that we can that that the men around us can really hold on to and and and, and use as tools. Cuz I mean, man, rewind fuck re- rewind a year ago, man. I was probably like 25 kilos heavier. I I mean like just in not a good mindset, like really completely uh lost basically i mean i had a, i was working full time but nothing positive was happening for me and i was staying in that rut and i was in that that straight line of going nowhere fast yep and it really took everything to sh- like every the whole world to shake for me to actually listen to these men and actually listen to what they've implemented in their lives for it to actually take place like i mean shit man i i can't read like I, i'm a really bad reader but i still i still force myself to read I mean, I wake up in the morning and I, I kind of, uh, I meditate, I journal, and I feel like they're really, really, really good steps to take to just get yourself out of that rut and get yourself out of that mental health. Absolutely. Uh, you, you yourself, are you journaling or are you do you meditate or are there forms that you take on? Or yes, that was actually something that, uh, that the slide edge talked about. Yep. Um, it says, um, you know, meditation. Um, and journaling is something that can really help, um, you know, create mindfulness yep. um, and just sort of that introspective looking. You look sort of into yourself more. Yeah. Um, you know, so you can face these demons that you might have. Yeah. That's something That's something I felt they should teach in school. Yeah. Like really teach in school. That'd be, that'd be a very helpful, impactful thing to be able to, that I wish I knew when I was 15 and 16. Mm. I mean, the only the only form of meditation I really knew back then was uh, what was that? Uh, what was the principal's name? Beto Beaton. Yeah, he was our religion teacher. Really? Yeah, man. In year ten, yeah, he was our religion teacher in year ten, and he made us meditate fifteen minutes, like at the start of the class. And I mean, I, I was I was like sixteen. I didn't listen to a word he said, and I just had earphones in my ears. But I really feel like it it it, it did. Like looking back at it now, I really feel like it could have helped. Because it really does bring you down to the perspective of it's you and you. Mm. And these are your demons. Yeah. And this is what can make you. Yeah. So what what do you what do you what's in your um your arsenary? Like what do you what do you use? What's your go to as you wake up? Uh I wake up, um I make my bed. Yep. Um I have have even if the even if the woman's in it, you just <laughs> make it yeah, over. Sort of just yeah. Yeah, <laughs> throw it to pieces. Yeah. Um Grab some fruit, yep. uh, take the dogs for a walk, um, come back, uh, do some journaling, yep. might meditate, and then have some breakfast, yep. go to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's pretty pretty easy. But I think, you know, sticking to a routine um, is really helpful. Well, it takes, what is it? I think it's 20, 21 days to build a, build a habit into an actual routine to make it something a part of your life. And I mean, I mean, I, I've tried it plenty of times, and I mean, it took me probably four or five goes to actually get something to become a routine instead of just a ha- like. I mean, to become a habit instead of just a one-off thing. Yeah. Uh, do you, you're not a gym man? You're not really into the gym much, or? Uh, I I have actually started going to the gym. Yep. Uh, just in the last. Uh, since I read that book, since November. Yep. Um, signed up to the gym. Yep. Uh, so I go to the gym just about every day. Really. 
Yeah. Yeah, right. So, but obviously you're not trying to break records or hit PBs no. or anything, but, but you do find that it does help and it does put you in the right mindset? Yeah, so I think it's a, because I don't play a sport anymore, um, I think it's a good outlet. Yep. Um, I think physical activities are really healthy, um, obviously for your your physicality, for your health. Yeah, 100%. Your physical health, but also for your mental health. Yeah. Um, being able to work hard and sweat and just, you know, just being able to do something that's challenging, yeah. um, I think is really good for you. Well, you look back at the basic, the, the our, our makeup, our biological makeup is shit we're we're not made to be sitting in front of computers all day we're 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 literally made to be a hunting machine to survive exactly that's that's our chemical makeup as a as a being as a as a as an animal basically i mean we're made to run jump and chew basically and reproduce and i feel like that's something that a lot of people and especially also a long a, a lot of a lot of young mental I mean, a lot of young men that struggle with mental health don't implement those things to actually put them forward I mean, it is it is a lot of things that I even struggle with myself um, that I used to as well, really, really bad. Like, I, I neglected as soon as I left school. Well, I mean, as soon as the heart kind of fucked up, I kind of neglected everything because I, like, I was under the perspective of, oh, I go to the gym, my heart might, you know, something bad might happen to my heart or, you know, oh, I work too hard and my heart might blow up or some shit. You know, I put some demons in the head, but now looking at it now, it's kind of, it's not going to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? Nothing bad will happen. Going yeah. out for that walk will really benefit you. Really does clear your mind and actually allow you to to get that right step forward. And like you said, with, with physical activity, it really does, I don't know, really, well, it, it releases chemicals in your in your body that, that kind of cleanse you, cleanse you and really turn you into a, a better person. It's kind of, it's kind of weird to say, but it, it really does. It does. Um, and I think it's really interesting that for people with mental health um, illnesses, yeah, um, it's often not in not often not in a treatment plan. Yeah, um, yeah. just take the pill. Exactly, take yeah, a couple pills. Take man. the pill and do everything the same as you're doing, and yeah. it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's that's not how it works. Not even close. Not even close. Um, in in ten years' time. Antidepressants are extremely addictive. You're very likely to be feeling the same way um, and not have built any um, behavioural habits mm. that are going to get you out of that place. Well, with the psychology that you're studying right now, I mean, I, like, I mean, I have a grasp on a lot of things and 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 a lot of like, you know, I have a grasp on a lot of things that have been talked about. But that, I guess that kind of gives you that that even even better understanding of how that human mind really does work and was was you choosing psychology your first thing that you were going to pick or was it kind of a you realize what the mental health side of things were and that kind of drew, drew you to it yeah so originally i wanted to be an architect so yeah it's about all through high school i want to be to architecture at uni yeah um i got towards the end of high school and i was like this is not at all what i want to i do not want to be sitting in an office on Sketching. a computer all day. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's AutoCAD and all that type of stuff, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, this is not... It's interesting, but it's not what I want to do. Not your cup of tea. No. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the human brain and human behaviour is extremely fascinating. Yep. Um, and I want to be able to help people. Help people. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that, that comes through, you know, clinical practice, um, you know, maybe becoming a life coach or creating some sort of business that um, people can can use and, and use it to better themselves. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's something I really want to do and I find really like there's a, a lot of opportunity. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I mean, you're taking the, uh, what's the word, like you're taking the ed- like the education route behind it. I mean, I feel like I'm not smart enough to do that, hence why I've started the podcast, hence why I've started the this brand and hence why I work with Project Blokes as well because I feel like that's my opportunity to be able to help people and be able to, to, to show people there are different ways to actually struggle and, I mean, not struggle, to, to beat the demons that you struggle with. Because, mm. I mean, I, I feel like I'm not, I mean, yeah, I... See, like, I feel like once again, that's the education kind of, kind of, de- like, suppressing me. But I just feel like I'm not that type of person to be able to sit there for four years and and do what you do. But there are obviously other routes that you're able to take and and achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think reading is is a really helpful thing. Yeah. Um, even if it's just you know if it's books or if it's online articles. Yeah. Um, or if it's blog posts. Or Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really helpful. I'd, um, have, I'd have A's in that shit, man. If exactly. <laughs> man. The hours. Um, no, but I think I think a big thing is people need to, especially men, to be able to recognise that there is an issue. Yeah. Or or they're not as good as they were this time last year. Yeah. Um, and to be able to say, okay... Um, you know, I've got this problem yeah, and I'm going to do something about it. 100%. Um, it's not the, uh, I might, I'm not as happy as I was last year. Um, I've put on 20 kilos. Mm. I don't talk to half my friends. My relationships are falling apart. Mm. Um, I'm not going to do anything about it and I'm going to bottle it all up. That's... And just keep going. It's not a solution, is it? No. Yeah, now you're kind of hitting home. <laughs> I've done that plenty of times, man. Like I said in that first party, that was my first two kind of relationships, man. I, I really, looking back at it now, I really did those things. I just, you know, I just gained the weight and just didn't, just thought about, you know, keep going forward and she'll be right. Because I did kind of build those those walls in my head that, you know, as a man, we're big, strong, tough, and we're, we can do anything, basically. But, um, start, like, w- I mean, I mean, starting to... Starting to talk about the the tools that that people use, is there anything that you're able to really speak to men and and I mean women as well, but preferably men as as what you like what you've experienced. What are tools that you've really seen that can help, and even not just with you, with people around you? What are tools that you've seen can can put someone forward and actually help someone? Uh, so there's something I really want to talk about. Um, I think the you know the in in the past we've gone to you know pharmaceuticals. Um, and drugs, you know, take this pill and make you feel better. Yeah, happy, happy tablets. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, depression, anxiety at the people, more and more people each year are being diagnosed with depression, anxiety. I think it's like 300 million people worldwide. It's like 5% of the, you know, adult global population. Um, that's a big figure. With depression. That's yeah. That's a big figure when you think about it. a lot of people. You know, that's, is more than ten times population of Australia. Yeah. Um so you think about the whole Australia's depressed. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um yeah, and I think, you know, the tactics they've got at the moment, you know, take this pill, it's gonna make you feel better. Yep. Um, 
you know, it's shown it doesn't work. More and more people are getting mentally sick um, each year with the same treatment. It's obviously not working. Um, So there has been a shift to more behaviour type therapies. Um, CBT's cognitive behavioural therapy. Um, It's more so the counselling side of it. Um, You know, it talks about, you know, finding the root of a problem. You know, if you've just gone through a divorce and you've got, um, you know, that that anxiety built up, I'm never going to find another relationship. Um, And getting yourself through that. Um, Or, you know, you've had a loved one that's passed away. Um, Being able to talk to somebody um, is is a really big thing. Um, And there's also... There's also some new avenues that is that have been researched um, with with psilocybin, mm. which is um, it's a chemical compound found in mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait until the potty from yesterday comes out. Ooh, I talked about a lot of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think there's there's lots of universities. I don't know specifics. Yeah. Um, that that are doing research with psilocybin. Um, have you seen all the ketamine ones as well? I haven't seen ketamine ones. So there's uh, over in America, there's a lot of clinical trials with ketamine for depression, and also PTSD. I've seen PTSD and MDMA. Yeah, MDMA used, um, especially in like war veterans. Yep. Um, and that's actually shown to be really helpful in yeah. studies. Just trip your balls and you'll feel alright. Pretty no, but, um, but it's yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. I think you know these these drugs that's what they are yeah um um have their own stigma around them yeah oh well used the right way it can obviously be a, a massive beneficial thing i mean if you're buying off billy who lives down the road nick who you know who's your cousin's mother's friend and he cooks the shit in his, in his shed it's pretty it's not going to be what you're chasing but obviously if it's clinically made and it's and it's grown or or created in a lab that's actually got regulations and and it is certified and it is actually government tested i feel like a lot of it could help same with like uh i mean i myself don't smoke anymore i used to smoke a lot of weed but when i look at america there's a lot of weed right now that's also been being uh, tested with anxiety and depression and even your normal pain or just your day-to-day lives and it is shown to really really help people that do suffer from these crippling anxieties and crippling depression and i mean like it, that's an avenue that that we've gone it's only you know it's only 10 years old basically and i feel like fast forwarding another another 15 to 20 years it's it's going to be even more hence why the, sil- the sil- uh, i can't say that word the sil- how do you say it psilocybin that one the mushrooms the mushrooms, the mushrooms yeah um i really feel like that will in the next 10 years kind of kind of combat that the 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 the, the, the um the gain in uh now i've lost the words the gain and the mental health and the anxiety that that we're suffering in the world, I really feel like these these tools that people are researching might actually help these breakthroughs and actually decline it to some degree. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. So I think I think it can only help. To be honest, um, I think I think these these studies that are being done um, will be really helpful yeah. um, for people that are that are that are doing the trials, mm. and then hopefully once these um, these drugs um uh you know become mainstream yeah um they can really help people but at the same time um you know when when the pharmaceutical drugs were made um it was the same available thing. it's the same thing yeah so i i don't think 
taking this chemical is the is the only solution. It needs to be used in combination yeah. with yeah. with the change in diet in, in attitude. Yeah, attitude, diet, physical, mental, everything. Your whole life needs to change, basically. Yeah. So y- you yourself, would you ever? Do you reckon you'll ever indulge in anything like that? Would you? Would you yourself? Obviously, if it becomes legalized and it becomes, you know, uh, a recreational drug, would you ever attempt something like that? Would you be open to that? Or yeah, I think that'd be. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, just to because I mean, it does kind of unlock a little bit more of your mind, especially on the Joe Rogan podcast. The way he talks and the way he says, uh, like you know, your dimethylate tryptamine, your DMT, um, your acid, and your mushrooms, especially with microdosing, it can really, really unlock that next little little part of your brain that might be able to help with other things yeah so i've actually been listening to a podcast recently um paul paul stamets is a is a professor in um studies studies mushrooms and the the effects psilocybin can have um and yeah he's finding that it's having a huge impact on people they're becoming they're just becoming better people they're becoming nicer um more you know more self-conscious um but at the same time more selfless you know they want to help they want to contribute more to the community yeah and the people around them so the hippies were right the <laughs> yeah. hippies were right man peace <laughs> and it. love man peace and love i mean did you see that uh now i'm trying to think there was an article that i seen it was about a week and a half ago and this girl ingested she was 15 at the time she's now 30 something she ingested like 500 times the normal dose of acid, right? And apparently the trip lasted for 38 hours, right? And the come down was a week. Uh, so it spanned over a week. And I can't remember what she suffered from. It was, wasn't anxiety. It wasn't depression. It was bipolar disorder. That's what it was. So apparently, she, she, apparently her whole life from year, like her, being nine years old to up till 15, she was medicated heavily. And, like, seriously suppressed by doctors and her parents. And, yeah, at the age of 15, apparently she took the 500 times the normal dose of acid and apparently just tripped balls for hours. Mm. But now today, at the age of 30, she kind of says that it it chemically reset her brain and sent her back to the old ways that she she used to have when she was young. And she really kind of testifies her success. She's she's some sort of businesswoman in America. She kind of dedicates her success to this one time of taking a shit ton of drugs. Well, yeah, I haven't actually heard um, of that incident, but that's... It was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Interesting. It was with Joey. That's when they were talking about it. Well, yeah, okay. No, that's yeah, that's really interesting that, you know, you can... It just goes to show... What it can do. What it can do. But, I mean, once again, it's the, it's the mental side of things. Because, I mean, there's been plenty of times that I've indulged and stuff like that, and it's what you carry into it is what you can carry out with it. If you obviously carry in a negative thought, that negative thought's going to haunt you and it's just going to well, basically wreak havoc. But if you're able to carry in there a positive mindset, and you like kind of a mantra, like you will succeed with this, you will do something with it, then it can turn into a positive. Mm. There's this bloke um, I was just discussing, he was, he was a stutterer. Um, oh, yeah. He, he couldn't hold a conversation. Um, he couldn't look people in the eyes uh, because he'd just choke on his words. Yep. And he, yeah, you know, he took some mushrooms um, and he found himself, you know, in this mantra, you know, I will not stutter, I will not stutter, I will not stutter. Yeah, right. And 
you know, he comes out of it and just like that, it's gone. It's gone. See, that's pretty trippy, man, when you think about that type of shit. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I feel like it's it, it's all got to be controlled and it's got to be at a certain age, especially when you're more developed as a human being because as a, as, a, as a young adolescent, as a young child, which what which what you are at fourteen to about twenty two. I feel like you're still young. I feel like it really shouldn't be dealt with too much, especially any sort of drug. Really, I feel like you really got to wait until your mind's fully matured and actually you've become your own person to then actually want to try these things. Because I feel like at such a young age, it's just not gonna. I mean, it could work out well, but I just feel like you're more susceptible to have negative impact from it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm not. I'm not endorsing, you know, the use of yeah mushrooms. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm just, you know, saying that there have been instances yeah. where people have really changed their life. Yeah. Um, and they they dedicate it to these experiences they've had. Yep. Um, and with more research that's being done, I'm sure in the next, you know, five to ten years. Um, there'll be some breakthroughs and it'll become it'll become more of a mainstream yeah somewhat normalised therapy yeah well I mean once again you, when I was talking about that marijuana in America rewind 25 years ago and if you had a, you know an eighth or a Q or even a half on you you were going to jail for years man or, or you were going to suffer the consequences now today in like I think it's 30 something states it's fully legalised completely and you don't need a medical license to smoke it. It's you know what I mean. It's it's fully become a recreational drug, mm. and I really do feel like, like you said, with that time and with that effort, all these other drugs will start to become recreational and actually have that positive impact. But then, with that positive impact, it's kind of it's kind of a, an ultimative when you think about that schooling, like that that core of what we were talking about. It all loops back. That core of school really needs to change for then there to be a big impact, I feel like, for there to be actually be something that's worth noticing in, in some way. Yeah, I really agree. I and think culture as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think it starts at school. Yeah. Um, I think if they taught if they taught these techniques at school, they taught you more about uh more about life. Yeah. Less about less about things that aren't gonna be used. Well I just feel co- like coping mechanisms. Mm. Like in in that type of way, like you know, like for instance, I mean, you don't have to talk upon it, but I I feel really strong about this, like Amaius's planning room thing. I did not like it one bit. The premise behind it was smart, like how they structured it. Like this is a plan. Talk about the plan, and really, this might help you in this relationship. But the way it was carried out, I really felt like it was a negative thing because I was in there all the time, and I'd done every plan under the sun almost. And I really feel like the way they held it and carried it, it was kind of a stigma and kind of like a, this is the bad room. This is where the bad kids go. This is your plan. This is how you talk to your teacher. This is what's going to happen next time. It kind of built that stigma of, if you're a naughty kid, you're going to stay a naughty kid. It didn't try and get you out of the rut. It just kind of stopped you at that point in time. And I feel like if they try and teach us or try to implement positive things in school... I feel like it could really change that culture and actually put us at a step forward and not just make us repeat that same cycle again and again and again. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the the kids at school now are going to be, you know, the the leaders of the future. Yeah. And I think that's where it could, I think that's where it needs to start. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, listen, man. I mean, we've been pumped for an hour and a half. Um, I've got a couple of questions before I, before I wrap it. I have asked it, but can you elaborate on what what you really think a young man should do in today's time? Like, you know, our age to 14, 13, someone that's just really can be impacted from what you can say. What what, what do you think are some tools that can really help? I think I think having a close network yep. is, is really useful um, and being able to talk to them about, you know, have real conversations with them, yep. um, not just about how the footy was on the weekend, about... Yep. Um, you know how your home life is yep. um, how you're feeling um, you know about your family about about things that are meaningful mm-hmm. um, and I think that I think that's really a really good thing to be able to do yep. I also think physical activity especially for young boys yeah. is almost essential crucial um, just to be able to have an outlet um, you know just to just be able to you know Work your ass off for get a bit angry. Yeah, that's how I used to. That's how I used to feel about it. Like yeah. footy, you could just—it's kind of barbaric, but you could just smack someone. Like you, could yeah. just, like you know, yeah. you had a bad day, and you were just like, your head's on the chopping block. Exactly. That's the way I approached it. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's almost essential to be able to yeah get out there and yeah work hard, yep. physical activity. Um, you know, release those endorphins and um all those happy hormones in your brain. Yeah, and you'll start making yourself feel better naturally. Yeah. Um, rather than relying on a on a pharmaceutical drug. Or a phone. Or a phone. Or alcohol. Or anything really. Exactly, yeah. Unhealthy food. If yeah. there's if there's one thing, right, one thing I, I, I want to start implementing implementing this. If there's one thing that you could have said to your younger self, what would that be? If there's one thing, one little sentence that you just could have spat at yourself, what do you reckon? I probably would have said no one cares. Yeah. Not not no one cares in the sense that that you don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. But no one cares in the way that you portray yourself. Yeah. So don't try and show off. Don't try and fit everybody else. Yeah. Do your own thing. Yep. Because really people that try and fit to be everyone else and you know you try and be a sheep. Mm. Um you're 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 bundling up your own creative juices mm. and you're not going to become the best version of yourself because you're not being yourself. You're trying to be man. everyone else. 100%. That's that's a really good answer. I did not think of that. I I mean, mine would have been, I probably would have said, I don't know, being stupid, I would have said like invest in crypto or like, you know, buy some Bitcoin. But um, thinking of, a, thinking of, of something that would have been able to help me is really listen. That's one thing that I would have said to me past self is really listen. Like, I always try to be a class clan in a way. And I feel like looking back at it now, there's a lot of people that that had, that had tried to take that step, but I, I just wasn't listening to what they were saying. Like, a lot of boys and a lot of mates had said some words, but you kind of just, you're not used to those words, so you just brush it off and continue on with the conversation. I really feel like listening could have, could have helped a lot of people and, and, and could have made me really realise that there were other people out there that, that were struggling and suffering the same way as me. My mum always says, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Use them in that ratio. Yeah. That's actually, that's gangster. Listen, man, I, once again, I, I thank you tenfold for coming on here today and, and spitting the shit with me and actually communicating and actually, you know, trying to, trying to get out, trying to get out there and actually tell people your story. And I mean, you're more than welcome to get on any other time you want, man. 
whenever you're free, you're more than welcome to jump on and have a chit chat. I mean, it would be really good as well, like, because you're right at this infancy of of your creative journey. Like, you know what I mean? You've you finally realised now that these are the steps that you can take and this is what you can do. I really feel like it'd be good for listeners to kind of look at you as like a little guinea pig, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like you know, see you here and you're at the infancy of it and you never know, we might go somewhere with this podcast and I might interview five years or 10 years or 20 years from now and be able to see the success that you've been able to really manifest with with what you're doing that'd be awesome it's been a it's been a pleasure i've really enjoyed this yeah man um and i'd really like to do it again i know so man well and I, I really like what you're doing here thank um you. i think it's only it's only for the good yeah. and it can only go it can only go up yeah man that's um, the goal yeah and i'm i'm really ha- happy to be a part of it thanks man i'll shake your hand man much love thank you man. thank you um it's been your boy noah kiln altruist podcast with the man finn um i'm gonna tell everyone don't forget to brush your teeth and comb your hair and, and, and make your bed. But is there anything you want to add before we, before we head off? Uh, drink some water and go for a walk. Look up at the sky and smile. Smile at the sky. Smile at the sky. Drink water, go for a walk. Anyway, guys, um, peace and love. I'll catch you when I'm looking at you, Zay. Peace.